Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Regular. My name is Asan. And I'm Derek. Derek, what's going on, man? How's your week going? Oh, uh, it's good, dude. Uh, let's see. What if I, we were out of town at a friend's wedding okay. uh, in Utah mm-hmm. this last weekend. Um, and uh, I will say after being there for four days, I've never been to Utah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, was, I had when I was a kid, but not, not as an adult. Not when it counts, right? Right. <laughs> when it counts, um, yeah. You know, I think I was like 10 or something like that when I went. So mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, I will say after being there for four days, um, it is absolutely gorgeous. But I am so glad to be back in, at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, the It's crazy. Like, you know how everybody jokes about the Mormon control of the state and everything like that? Like, mm-hmm. you literally, when you land, it's like evident from like the minute you land in the airport and then everything you do like the state-run liquor stores have like propaganda posters on the outside like mm. encouraging people not to drink and basically stating what what do they say on the bottom of it they make they make up like they don't tell where they get their stats they just have stats on there for some mm. weird reason and it says where is it here um says parents the number one reason kids don't drink make your disapproval clear 97 percent of kids choose not to drink when parents strongly disapprove of underage drinking healthy brains promote bright futures and then when you're waiting to check out there are other in the card readers there are other little um pop-up ads of like with other statistics of like 61 percent of people that drink like die early and it's like what are you so it's all like propaganda stuff against the vice and it's it's fascinating, but it wears on you. It wears on you after a while. Sure. Yeah. It sounds you like. Know, it. But the it was it was weird. But the uh, but the wedding was great and uh, super fun and uh, got to cowboy up a little bit, which was awesome. Did nice. some new boot goofing, and uh, yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, that's what I've been up to. And then uh, yeah, start a new job. Uh, go do the paperwork today, mm-hmm. and then yeah, get going next week. Nice. Um, I yeah. also started a, a job of sorts this week. Oh, did um, you? What are you doing? I'm teaching improv to middle school students for the next five weeks on Tuesdays oh and my Thursdays. God, that sounds like <laughs> so much fun. Yeah, it is fun. It is also exhausting. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. I used to work with teenagers, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, it is exhausting, but uh, no, it's it's fun. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good time. Uh, but doing that for until July, like ninth or something like that um cool and and are you doing that at a school or? yeah it's like a private school in pasadena oh fun yeah mm-hmm. fun yeah. So oh, I, bet it, they, yeah. I bet they it's hate having you as a teacher <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been good so far the kids have been um although you know it's middle school so they're at the most awkward time in their lives yeah. but um but they you know they've Here's been what a I decent like. group of kids I like middle schoolers. Like some mm-hmm. people think they're weird. And I like them because they're just like they're just starting to become like adult brains, you mm-hmm. know. So you can have these really fun, fascinating conversations with them yet, but mm-hmm. they haven't gotten like the shittiness of high schoolers where they're mm-hmm. like, "We're too cool for you." <laughs> like mm-hmm. middle schoolers still want to be like, "Let's hang out." It's like, okay, cool. <laughs> high schoolers are like, "I'm too cool for you." I'm like, "No, you're not, champ." Like, mm-mm. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, no, I, I totally get that. Um, uh, it, it, it is kind of difficult uh, with with improv, just keeping their attention because some of them are still mm. dealing with like you know the the attention of like younger Span. kids. So yes. like, yes, <laughs> the goldfish like, brain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so trying to keep them uh, preoccupied is uh, you just can't. You, there's no stopping. You just got to barrel through it. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but the, so that's what I've been doing this week. Awesome. <laughs> you haven't had to crack the whip or assign detention or anything, have you? No, no, not yet. <laughs> oh, good, 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 good. I would hate for that to be your experience right off the bat. Yeah. Like, hi, my name's my name's Mr. Williams. I'll be T. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, not quite oh, that crazy. You're gonna be a handful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. So yeah, man, that's that's what I've been doing this week. I also saw a movie this week, which uh, we'll talk about. Perfect. I love it. I did too. Um. All right, should we, should hit we a couple, pop into the DMs real quick? Yeah, let's hit a couple news items before we I, get in there. I kind of overloaded you with some news. It was a fairly busy <laughs> news week. It was. Um, um, but the thir- first thing I want to talk about up top, which is sure. the most important to me. Let me find it. Where did it go? I just had it queued up. Oh, darn you, Instagram. Um, it was something you sent to me. Okay. Via uh, updates for Marvel. And this is Marvel updates via Twitter. Uh, officially, Disney has allowed Marvel Studios to make upcoming R-rated works for adults only. Mm-hmm. And they put out a list. And obviously, it's going to be Deadpool 3, because mm-hmm. we already knew that. Um, and then the other ones that were exciting were the Marvel Zombies, mm-hmm. the Daredevil Born Again, the new Daredevil show, the Punisher, which I thought they were done with with that character. But mm-hmm. I'm glad to see he's going to be getting an, a full justice R-rated adventure. And then mm-hmm. the most important one, thank God, the biggest one of all, Blade. Yeah. Thank God we live in this time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, yeah, that. Yeah, I was happy to see that as well. Like, you kind of, you have to. You have to. You have to. You make have them to do scary, it. You have man. to make it rated R. You have to. Mm-hmm. It's vampires. And yeah. not like twinkly vampires, like actual, yeah. like suck your blood, like rip you in half vampires. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm, I'm very excited about that as well. Uh, I think that that uh, bodes well for the future of those particular um, franchises for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of uh, of good news, uh, The Flash has a 72% on Rotten Tomatoes as of 623 with, uh, as, excuse me, as of 6623 with uh, 53 reviews. Um, pretty I'm good not score. gonna lie. With all the hype that's been surrounding it, I thought it would be higher. Mm-hmm. I wonder. I, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna go to Rotten Tomatoes itself and see if that's an audience score or a critic score. I believe but it's the critic score. It must be. Yeah. Um, the Flash. Let's see what it's doing. Flash. Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, the tomato meter. <laughs> that. Yeah, there is no audience <laughs> score yet. That's the. Um, okay. Yeah, that's the critic score so far. Cool. Uh, yeah, it's at a seventy-two percent of from eighty with eighty-three reviews. Uh, okay, so yep. still holding steady at seventy-two. Yeah, but we're getting more in. All right, cool. cool. Um, all right, cool. Um, let's see. Chris Hemsworth has uh, gone on record and has called Thor for quote too silly. Mm. And I think that we can all agree with him on that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he he uh, admitted to the tone of Love and Thunder leaned too heavily on its humor before at, before adding, I think we just had too much fun. It just became too silly. Mm-hmm. I was like, yep, you did two things. You wanted to be too silly, and you tried to make it for kids. Mm-hmm. Like, those, that's your two downfalls right there. But at, mm-hmm. least, uh, at least some acknowledgement is being made that it wasn't the best movie. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, um, I hear you. You know, um, uh, we got an, a poster for Expendables Four. Uh, there's a trailer that just came out this morning too. Ooh, I've not seen the trailer yet. <laughs> I watched it just. Yeah, I watched it just before. It's on IMDb. I watched it just before. Um, you, uh, we signed on. Okay, how's the trailer? Uh, it is exactly what you think an Expendables trailer is going to be. Okay, great. Um, they have some new blood, some new people in there. I'm pulling up the cast list right now. Megan Fox is in it. Oh, she great. She apparently cha- plays the love interest for Jason Statham because, you know, that's believable. I, don't get me wrong. I love Jason Statham, but I just that pair just doesn't work for me chemistry-wise. No, no, Even on the trailer, I was like, no. She's just too – and it's not him. It's her. She just is kind of flat. Uh, yeah. But joining the cast this time, we have 50 Cent. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I said, Jason Statham is returning. Dolph Lundgren is returning. Yay. Mm-hmm. Tony Ja is going to be in it. Oh, great. Uh, Iko Uwais is going to be in it. Okay. Randy Couture is back in it. All right. Uh, Jacob Scipio is in it this time. We've got Levy Tran. Andy Garcia is going to be in it as a <laughs> character named CIA agent. Oh, all right. <laughs> yep. Uh, Sylvester Stallone is Barney Ross. Barney and Ross. Barney Ross. Yep. Hey, I'm Barney Ross. Barney Ross. I can only talk out of one side of my mouth. Um. Yeah, and then that's pretty much pretty much it. The rest is all uh, characters like Russo and mm. Mundy and Bikini Girl and uh, or unnamed or cannon fodder. It looks like so. Yeah. But yeah, looks uh, <laughs> looks like an Expendables movie. Yep. I'll uh, I'll probably watch it at some point. Maybe not in the theaters, but uh, I'll watch it. I'll watch it when mm-hmm. it comes out on streaming. Um, totally. Um, yeah, but the plot is that there's a, a boat tanker full of nuclear weapons that's going to be hijacked by a bunch of mercenaries. So obviously the CIA needs to hire a separate team of mercenaries to stop those team of mercenaries, even though it's the American government and they don't need them. As opposed to um, just sending the military? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, as opposed to sending the military, we're going to spend a, send a bunch of old men that are mercenaries and uh, like to drink and party together too much. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, but yeah, that's the plot, and then at some point they're on land and kicking each other, and there's cars running with machine guns, and it's basically just what you expect from a uh, Expendables movie. Yeah. Oh, man. In some weirder news than that, uh, Brian Singer is self-financing a documentary about sex allegations against him. Dude, like, that's going to be fair and balanced, don't you think? <laughs> yeah. Screen, this from Screen Thrill. Uh, Singer is working on a self-financed documentary about himself and his quote-unquote struggles, says one source who was uh, approached about the project and calls the pitch quote-unquote impressive. Uh, according to his pitch, Singer plans to address the allegations of sexual misdeeds and cover his attempt at career resurrection. The source uh, adds, quote, we'll at least know it. Uh, well, at least we know it will be fair and balanced, unquote. One documentary yeah. veteran quips. I don't have. Much- oh, is that what they said? I didn't even read the. Yeah. I didn't even read the quote. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have much to say other than do not Google Brian Singer stories on the set of Apt Pupil for or, or his or his uh, Hollywood parties. Have you done that? Do you know what happened? No, 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 no. I mean, I know, I know the the the, gist the of, but I've never yeah, like here. did a deep dive of. Uh, all his yeah, activities. I don't know if I want to depress myself like that. You know. Yeah, I just like no, I have. I'm fine. So yeah, I 
have firsthand, not not personal firsthand, but through a second party. I used to work for an individual that um, was a producer that worked with Brian Singer, and he said he's one of the worst people to work with, and he'll never work with him again. And like Thank Singer you. would show up and throw temper tantrums on set, and stop filming for days. And like make these weird requests. He was like, he's just a, he's not a good person. And I was like, oh, that sucks. And then after the news came out, I was like, oh, because I was like, well, maybe that's just one person's opinion. And then after the news broke, I was like, oh no, he's actually bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it would seem, yeah. it would seem so. <laughs> kind of a bummer because I was such a big fan of his in high school with the X Men trilogy and mm-hmm. everything like that. You know, like I, you know, and Usual Suspects and all that. Like they're they're good movies, but. Yeah, it. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it's going to be weird that he's financing <laughs> his own deal. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll see what the what the con like. I, I'm interested to see. I mean, I would watch this um, because I don't know much about the details of it, and it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see what his version of that looks like. And then I'll be interesting to it'll be interesting to compare that with whatever the response to the documentary is from other mm-hmm. parties involved and things like that. Um, yeah. So this will be interesting That's to what, see how this plays out for sure. Yeah. I was going <clears> to <throat> say, I'm more interested in the, in the response from society. Yeah. About this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I mean, if he, if he, I think it'll be interesting to see if this actually like if, if he puts out a fair documentary that like fully addresses and owns everything that he did and like, and like is a is an attempt for him to like you know make you know to reconcile the things that he did mm-hmm. um it could be very interesting to see how um how this goes cuz i you know i'm 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 one i'm a person who believes that like as a society we should be a society that offers redemption to people who prove that they're willing to do the work to reconcile um so if he if, he, if this if that's what he's doing i'll be very interested to see how people respond to this um yeah but i th- yeah I have a little less faith in humanity. Sure. Um, no, I think that we should. I, I agree with you. I think that we should give people, if they want to change, we should totally give them the space and yep. the ability to do so. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lord knows, I've done some horrible things in my past that I wish I could <laughs> and said yeah. some shit that I wish I could take back. Like honestly, I wouldn't even use time travel to go back and look at the history stuff. I would just go back to moments in my life where I was about to say something stupid, appear, slap myself in the face, be like, "Do not say that or do that," and then disappear. Yeah, exactly. No. And then just disappeared. No. <laughs> Rolled up newspaper on the nose. No. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, you know. So I, I I want people to be able to change if they if they need to. Mm-hmm. But part of me wonders if he's going to try and tell his side of the story. Mm-hmm. You know, and couch it in like a very bad light, bad for us because we know the reality of yeah. like what happened. You know. Yeah. So. You know, I have a little less faith in. In, in, in humanity and in, in what he's doing this for. But I, I hope that he takes the high road and the good road and um, and makes a documentary that's, like, worth being made and, mm-hmm. and has a fair and balanced take on it, you know? Like, yeah, totally. I can only hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, switching to filmmakers who aren't monsters. Uh, Please, because <laughs> last week was a lot of them. Yeah, Zack Snyder. Um, Zack Snyder, who by uh, almost every account is a terrific guy to work with. Uh, in terms All I of- hear is, is he's like the best boss. <laughs> yeah, um, I was watching a Vanity Fair uh, interview um, uh, with Michael Shannon, where he was talking about his roles, and he, he got to Zod and was like, had nothing but wonderful things to say about Zack Snyder, which kind of warms my heart. 
Um, because I, I like Zack Snyder. I, Zack Snyder to me is like a um, he reminds me of just like a um, a really ambitious like Pee Wee football coach, and that's not and it's that's not a dig <laughs> at him at all. But he just has no, that I think energy. I know what you mean though. Yeah, he has that edge. Like, let's go team. Like, hey guys, what we might be doing here. What we're doing here might be a little silly, but we're going to show up. We're going to give it a thousand percent and we're going to kill it. And we're going to execute. I feel like that's just his like mentality. And like, I mm-hmm. love like that. I can, that's, I can get behind that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> we're just going to have some fun here. We're going to kill it. We're going to, you know, I definitely have a it's, take for this, a, vi- a vision, but at the end of the day, we're just going to have a good time guys. All right. <laughs> Movie on three. Much, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, totally. And it's yeah. a much more like better energy and collaboration energy than like, I am good. God, you will execute my vision. Exactly. exactly. He's more just like he more just pops. He's like, "Hey, team." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the vibe I get from him, and, and I think and that's cool. And high fives on three. One, two, three. High yeah. five. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but speaking of Zack Snyder uh, and Vanity Fair as well, uh, we mm. got some photos uh, of his new film Rebel Moon, which is, I mean, not he's not been uh, coy about it. It basically is his Star Wars movie. Yeah. Um, no, he literally did an interview when they were like, what's it about? He's like, I'm making my version of Star Wars. I'm like, great. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, I will say this. You know what's funny about the Rebel Moon thing, the, mm-hmm. the, the set photos? Mm-hmm. Um, I got to find the uh, the album, but there's a Coheed and Cambria album that came out like a year or two ago oh, that um, has this kind of... Uh, like the uh, all the artwork for the album and everything like that is kind of like it looks kind of Rebel Moony or Rebel Moon kind of looks like it a little bit. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, it's interesting. I'll tell you the where where to go where to go. Coheed and Cambria. I'm gonna look at their album. The Unheavenly Creatures. Okay. And then it's the Unheavenly. Oh, it's two albums. It's the Unheavenly Creatures and Vaxus Two. A window of the waking mind, because this is a Coheed and Cambria album, and it can't just be simple. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm looking at this right now. That's that's funny. <laughs> it does look. Uh, it looks like. Similar. See what I'm talking about? Yeah. If totally. you look up and Google other like album art- artwork for the uh, for the Unheavenly Creatures album, it's very like. When I saw these set photos, I was like, "Whoa!" Like, mm-hmm. did they do this on purpose, or was this an accident? Mm-hmm. Either way, don't care. It's a great yeah. aesthetic, and I love the look. Yeah, I do too. I think it looks great. Um, I yeah, I think this is going to be. And it knowing looks, Zack Snyder's it, eye for action, I think this is going to be insane. Oh, yeah, this is going to be dope. Um, yep. The thing I will say about this one for me is that it very much like, um, it's somehow very familiar. The costuming and everything somehow very familiar, but it's still fresh. Yes, hundred percent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's some this weird blend of like we've seen it before, but we haven't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? totally. Like it's, um, it's I like, new in all the right ways. Yes. Um, in the way that, like, Star Wars, a lot of that, because they're, like, desert planets, a lot of the inspiration comes from, like, you know, um, sort of, like, that that Middle Eastern kind of, like, look, aesthetic kind of thing, mm-hmm. East African kind of thing. Uh, I like that this is kind of drawing from, like, Egyptian-looking, almost, like, vibes. Like, goth, goth Egyptian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I like that, that aesthetic. Uh, it, I think it's, it looks really cool. Um, it's like goth Egyptian mi- mixed with Halo. Yeah, it's like yeah, exactly. Goth and, future uh, Egypt. Yes, dude, I'm I'm about this. Um, uh, the new Captain America movie got a name change. Mm-hmm. It's now uh, it went from Captain America: New World Order to Captain America: Brave New World. 
Um, which I, I, I like that title better if, I, if I'm Captain being honest. Captain America Brave New World sounds like a Broadway musical. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I liked New World Order. I was like, oh, there's something sinister about it. Now they're like, it's a brave new world. I'm like, okay. <laughs> there, uh, I would imagine it's because there was some kind of like script change that kind of changes the tone of the movie. Of um, course. But um, yeah, we'll see. Um yeah, all right. I mean, that. I, I, anytime we hear updates like that, like I think it's cool. It just shows it. It just lets oh, yeah. us know as the fans, like they're working on stuff. <laughs> of course. Well, that's what I like about Marvel movies is they're not always set in stone and they will change, like even during production. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's nice. It's it's uh, it's like Forrest Gump's box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. True. Um, we're getting a uh, we're getting a community movie at some point for some reason. Uh, Why? <laughs> I don't know. Like I think Joel McHale just really wants another paycheck because yeah. I and I don't want to diss on him because yeah. he brought a lot of humor to my life in my twenties with the sure. soup. But what I will say is, have you seen his new show, Animal Control? I have not. Good. No one else has. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's awful. I turned the pilot off five minutes in mm-hmm. because they kept cracking jokes that didn't land, and I was like, "Oh, you're trying to be like Parks and Rec," mm-hmm. and like, but like, and like, Brooke, they're trying to be like Parks and Rec and Brooklyn Nine Nine, mm-hmm. and like, meets Brooklyn Nine Nine, but it's Animal Control, and it it just doesn't it just doesn't work. Like yeah. he's not bad in it. Mm-hmm. You could just tell the director didn't know what they were doing, and that the screenwriters just it's a really bad like script. Like who wants this movie? Like I, I don't. Like, I'm a community fan. I will still rewatch old episodes, and I don't want to see this movie. Asan, if they make it, I'll probably not watch it. Like I was, th- you know, because I, you know, Community's a fine show. I never got super into it, but sure. I was trying to imagine. Oh, would I want to see a Parks and Rec movie? And the answer is no. Like I don't. No, like I don't. I don't want to see a Parks and Rec movie. <laughs> like I don't. Like leave it alone. Well, I have the show forever. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, leave it as a show. Yeah, you don't need to con- the continuing adventures. And like, truthfully, what I will say is Donald Glover is not coming back for this movie, and he's an integral part of the show. So yeah. I go, I, if he's not in it, I don't want it. Like, like I'm sorry, but like, if the whole cast isn't in on it, like a hundred percent, then I don't want it. I don't want this movie. Like, what is the community movie story? Like, what? Is, like, what is the story? There is nothing. <laughs> it's a, it's a half-assed lame attempt to get a paycheck. Yeah. It's, and I hate to call it on such harsh terms, yeah. but that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's it's it bums me out. I'm like, stop wringing everything out of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, uh, I don't, I, I, no thanks. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just no thank you. Um, Andy, um, uh, Andy Machete is set to direct perfect. Batman: The Brave and the Bold. I know. Um, uh, I was eyeing this one too. Yeah. Oh, strong rumor. A strong rumor. Uh, strong it's probably rumor. Uh, this come. This I know. I was gonna say this comes to us from some screen thrill, and they're usually right. So, mm. uh, strong rumor: the Flash director Andy Muschietti is sticking with Warner Brothers comic book universe's program of tackling Batman: Brave and the Bold. The movie, the new movie, will introduce more of the Bat family to the live action sphere than has been seen before. That could be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman: The Brave and the Bold. I don't know that storyline, so I'm gonna look it up real quick. Hey. It's uh, Damian Wayne, so it's Batman's son. Oh, okay, gotcha. Robin. Yep. And um, great. Yeah. Uh, maybe perchance this is how we get John Hamm in as Batman. That would be amazing. 
Um, so if it, yeah, especially if that means it's going to be like kind of like a father son movie, then yeah, I would love to see John Hamm. Um, yep. There's yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, part can of the we get fun, Huntress? Can we get Huntress in there, but in a comic book accurate costume? Mm-hmm. Not like they clearly didn't have the budget for one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like Birds um, of Prey. Yeah, yeah. Um, Not that that was a bad movie. I just didn't mm-mm. like the costumes. They weren't comic book accurate, and I was like, "Come on, guy." Yeah, um, uh, yeah. I actually liked that movie. Uh, yeah, it was I good. The movie was uh, much better than it had any business being, um, especially at that point with DC movies. Mm-hmm. Like it should have been totally. bad, but uh, I, no, yeah. It was oh, good. agreed. And I thought it was going to be bad, <laughs> and it was actually fine. And I yeah. was like, okay. I walked mm-hmm. away being like, I am so glad that they actually did it justice. Mm-hmm. Um, another that was R rated too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, good for them. Um, let's see. Is there anything else we need to touch on before we hit the movie? I want to make sure we give the movie uh, enough time. Let's see. I'll scroll lot, through. You got some casting rumors. Blah blah blah. Nothing really. Nothing really. No, uh, no, no. I think no, that's no, it. No. Unless you. Yeah, I think else? that's pretty much it. Uh. Just writer strike stuffs on pause for the writer strike. Oh, the office is getting rebooted with a female lead. Why? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, I it, it could work if they just. I mean, because it's it's. I mean, the premise of the office is simple enough to like do in a different setting with a different cast. Sure. If it's going to be like a remake, then why? But it, you know, if they just want to do another workplace comedy with a inept boss, uh, I mean, you could do that anywhere. You know what I mean? It's it's fine. Yeah. I, I think it's fine if, they, if that's the route they're going. If they're trying to set it in Scranton at the same company and it's like, then please don't do that. But <laughs> if you've got some other idea about If you about do it, it as another dysfunctional like sure. wing of the Dunder Mifflin Corporation mm-hmm. based out of someplace else, Okay, yeah, I that's won't cool. watch it because I didn't like The Office to begin with. Right. But like, it's definitely know, not that's for just me. me. But yeah. people, people love it. It's just not for me. I happen to hate all the characters in that show. <laughs> yes, me too. Like, <laughs> <you> know, like, <laughs> exactly. Like, and I tried to watch it, and people were like, "Isn't it good?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's it's great." <laughs> if but by just, good you mean just, well executed, then sure. <laughs> then sure, because they did a good job of portraying awful people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the. You know, it's just I don't know what it's yeah. just not for me, and it's sure. fine. You yeah. know, again, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not, not yucking for me anybody's it young. Really play to if my that's your deal, and you clean up, like clean up on it, get your Paramount Plus, and keep it on repeat in the background. I do not care, mm-hmm. but like you know, don't expect me to have the same like happy reaction to it as you do. I'm a Parks and Rec guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> like totally. Because right the there characters, at least in Parks and Rec, are somewhat redeeming. <laughs> yeah, like I want to hang out with those people. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't want to go to the office. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's jump into this movie, shall we? All right, let's do it. All right, we saw a film. We saw uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, we Derek, did. Derek, what was, uh, do, you saw the first movie, of course. Um, what were your expectations mm-hmm. of this movie? Would you uh, Trailer reactions? How did you feel about this going in? Uh, I would say that based off of my reaction from the first one, my expectations for this movie were some of the most high expectations I've had for any film sequel (laughs) of all time. Like, truthfully. And Mm -hmm. I don't mean that as, like, any sort of, like, you owe this to me. But, like, the first one was so good and dynamic and amazing that I'm like, if you need to really nail this one and knock this one out of the park on a level that is is almost unheard of Mm -hmm. for a sequel... Mm-hmm. Like it needs to be so much better mm-hmm. than than the first one, and um, I will say that it lived up to my expectations. Great, 
Um, I. How about you? Yeah, same. I I uh, I was listening to um, the Slash Film podcast, and they were they made they compared this uh, these uh, the the Spider Verse movies uh, to the Matrix franchise, which I mm-hmm. thought was a pretty apt comparison. Uh, I will say I think this is a better film than. What or a better better sequel than the Matrix Reloaded was, even though I love the I Matrix Reloaded. Um, I th- I was very excited going into this because, like you said, the first movie was so good. Um, it was but, perfect. It yeah. was a perfect movie. Yeah, and it's <laughs> to me, it's easily the best um, adaptation of the Spider-Man character, like it, done mm-hmm. on done in you know animation or even just in a feature-length movie. Like it just captures the spirit of Spider-Man so well. Um, it. It's such a good movie. I, I I was so excited to see. And then aside from spy, all the Spider-Man stuff, like just as an animated film, I think it, it really revolutionized American animation and what it could be. Um, I agree. And we've seen so many like kind of movies that have copycat copycatted it that style since then. Um, but I loved it. Uh, I wanted them to keep uh, like my hope for the the sequel was that I hope they give us more. Um, and uh, of all of it, more characters, more Spider-Man mm-hmm. stuff, more animation, cool stuff, more of the, the soundtrack for the first movie was really good. This one is also very good. Um, and so oh, I listened to, I've been listening to it since I left the it, theater. It's so good. Um, it's yeah, so amazing. Yeah. This movie lived up to those expectations for sure. My expectations were equally as high. Um, and, and it definitely lived up to it. Um, yeah, uh, I guess, I guess we can say I, 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 fully loved this movie i think it's uh um it is i will say i think it is a it's hard to say it's a better movie than the first one because it feels like an incomplete movie because it is a part one so um which it, it, oops spoilers if you didn't know you yeah, should yeah turn spoilers this off if you right didn't now. yeah spoilers if you didn't go know. watch it and then listen to this please. yes spoilers if you didn't um, know it's a it's a part yes, one it is it ends on a cliffhanger yeah and I will be honest, much like Fast 10, I suddenly became aware of the runtime towards the end. I was like, wow, they're still going, huh? We haven't wrapped anything up. I was right. like, are they going to Fast 10 this? And then they did. I was like, whoa, bold move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ended it on a on an amazing note, by the way. Sure. Yeah, I think that was a great spot to end it because we, we desperately want to see what's next. It's not like the Fast 10 thing is like, we kind of oh, know how this is going to end. Like, we, you know what I mean? <laughs> I know Dom's gonna survive with his kid, like he has to. Like, yeah, exactly. Fine. Like we know but, the like, rules you know, of it, those movies. But like Miles Morales, I'm like, ooh, maybe not. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know what's going on. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, I, I loved this movie. I thought um, from top to bottom, with every character, with every um, every plot point, every single thing of this movie, I loved. I loved mm-hmm. every bi- every animation style that they used. I loved all the cameos and fan service stuff. I absolutely adored. Um, it's some of the most innovative like fight scenes uh, I've seen in an animated movie. Um, mm-hmm. Just some really cool, cool shit. What you would you think? They they thought through everything. Yes, like you mm-hmm. can tell this was a movie that had careful thought and planning. Yeah, and like that the people that made this movie loved this product. Yes. And wanted it to be the best that it possibly could. They love Spider Man and, think- and they love comic books too. Like there's so yes. much. It's like this movie is such a send up of comic books. Well, it's a it's a moving comic book. That's all these movies yeah. are. They're they're moving comic books. They're not. I don't even really count them as like technically animated films. Mm-hmm. I te- count them as like moving comics. Yep. Just with the way the the art direction is and the way that they're able to subvert sort of the 
traditional like animated movie tropes and um, it's fresh, it's new, it's clean. It, it they're really you can tell there is really an element of people that care about this uh, care about this franchise and care about telling a story in an innovative and new way because that's what this character deserves and that's what these characters deserve because <clears throat> and excuse me and uh, mm-hmm. yeah I it. I was mostly just in awe. Yes. The entire time I was watching it. Yeah, it kind of forces that on you. Like, you can't really help but to be in awe of it because, A, because there's just so much going on in every frame of oh, this movie. from the beginning, it's an onslaught of just yeah, exactly. stuff. Of just color and movement and... <laughs> different <laughs> animation styles and, like... Yeah. Um, I love the different... Uh, I guess we can talk about it because it is kind of broken up into, like a few different storylines uh with like a few different characters we can kind of talk about Mm -hmm. them individually the movie starts with the gwen stacy stuff um on her in her universe dealing with um the death of her spider-man uh or peter parker and the death of um excuse me and and sort of the fallout with her and her father captain stacy uh and him and her you know telling him that she's spider-woman um and sort of seeing and that him whole still thing trying play to out. arrest her because... and him still yeah doubling down and feeling betrayed because he was been lied to by his daughter um all of that what'd you think of that stuff i thought it was great heart heartbreaking yes 100 just absolutely heartbreaking and like the part that got me was when he still tried to arrest her and i was just like yeah you dick yeah like um, listen was... stop being a cop for five <laughs> seconds like when she's like don't be a cop right now be my dad yeah um I love that moment because, too, yes, while I agree with you, I do think it was, like, the way he was drawn and sort of the perf- the voice performance and stuff like that, I do feel like it was nuanced in the sense of, like, yes, he's being a cop and doing his duty, but also I feel like he feels like at that that particular point, point in, in time, the only way for him to, like, protect his daughter is to, like, arrest her. Because if she right. continues to go out and be Spider Woman, like it's a you know, he's, it's a dangerous job. Like, she could end up being killed like Peter Parker. You know what I mean? True. I look mm-hmm. at it in the sense that he was so shook to his core that he reverted back to the only like the autopilot, mm-hmm. and autopilot is arrest the criminal. Gotcha. Yeah, that's it. That's no a matter good what. It too. Yeah, you know what for I mean. Sure. Like he so he doesn't know what else to do. So what is he good at? What does he do every day? He's a cop. Mm-hmm. So his safety setting is be a cop. Mm-hmm. You know what do cops do? They arrest the bad guys. Totally. You know. Yeah. So no. that's what I looked at it as as for being sure. like he's so. His brain was so flipped inside out, and he can't handle what's happening, so he just reverts to the only thing, his autopilot mode, you know, and that's cop thought. Yeah, no, totally. I think that that read is definitely in there, too. Um, I loved the look of that universe, uh, where it's, like, all kind mm-hmm. of watercolor, and everything is drenched and saturated in, like, these, these like, um, pastel watercolors and stuff like that. I just thought it looked amazing. Um, that the, universe the, the, in particular... The art direction for each world uh-huh. is so cool. Yes, it is. And each character. And, uh-huh. like, we'll get to it, but there's a character in here that I was, every time he was on screen, I was, like, glued to what was happening with his animation style. 100%. I guess we yeah. could just talk about it. Uh, Spider-Punk. Like, yeah. every time Spider-Punk was on screen, I was like, what is happening? Like, I wa- this is like, amazing. I want a whole Spider-Punk movie, which I'm sure we'll an, end up getting. Oh, after this movie, 100% we're getting a Spider-Punk movie. Yeah, I want that so bad. Uh, I definitely want that because um, that character is so cool. Um, uh, I, a shout you know, out I to Cody. Realize, <laughs> huh. I didn't. I've never realized he was black. I didn't realize oh, Hobie yeah. was black. 
Yeah, yep. didn't know that. Uh, I just I never really got into Spider Punk. I just saw it was like that's rad, and then just yeah. kept on moving, like mm-hmm. living my life. Yeah, um, but yeah, when he popped yeah. the mask off, I was like, even better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I don't think, um, and I could be mistaken about this, but I don't think um, the character is the character's name in this is Hobie Brown. I don't mm-hmm. think that that's the. I don't think they even give his name in the comic books, like his real name. I could be wrong mm-hmm. about that, but. Um, uh, I know based on um, uh, what I heard from uh, the Slash Film Podcast is that uh, Hobie Brown was a name given to him in this movie. Um, so oh. that's an interesting choice. And and it was interesting because Hobie Brown was the original name of the original Prowler in the comic books. Um, so oh. it's just kind of like a reference to... It's all Easter eggy and like Donald Glover sitting in that cage being the Prowler. It's all Easter eggy and whatnot. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm really uh, into Spider Punk. I would love to see a whole world of that. His animation style is so super cool. It almost looks like it's like cut out of magazines. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> like it's yeah. kind of stitched it's together. Zine. It's punk zine. Yeah. It's all punk zine yes. inspired, which is great. Like yeah. it's the '70s like punk scene, which is awesome. Yeah, and uh, which I'm a big fan of that that like era of music, mm-hmm. and especially that that era and style of music. Um, if you haven't listened to it, have you listened to The Damned sometime? One of my absolute favorite band okay yeah i'll check them um out. they're great they started out as a punk band that went proto goth oh interesting yeah I'll they're check them awesome out. they still play they're like old and like but they still rock out it's awesome cool uh yeah the damned they're they're great the damned. um right. uh let's see yeah no i love the zine style stuff uh what else was i gonna say uh oh i read somewhere that like his animation variations numbered somewhere in the thousands mm-hmm that for this movie, because it's constantly changing, right? And like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, it's crazy. Uh, he he, that character is so cool. Um, Daniel Kaluuya, great job doing the voice. Um, he's great mm-hmm. at it. Yeah, super good. Um, super great. What did you think about um the uh, the sort of the opening fight sequence, I guess, uh, or the next fight sequence anyway, where Gwen is uh with Miles and they're fighting that uh. That paper mache kind of uh, Da Vinci oh, vulture. Oh no, it's not Gwen. No, it's Gwen, uh, Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Oh yes, and that's right. Spider Woman. Yeah, they haven't gotten to Miles yet. That's Remember, right. We don't meet Miles until after the opening. That's right. Until this is until the cold open. Then we do a little credits, and then it's Miles' turn for his perspective. Gotcha. Um, that's right. I would like to see more of that Renaissance uh, universe. <laughs> honestly, like, I thought that was if cool. that's the way the vulture looked, I was like, more of that, please. Mm-hmm. Like. What is like? What does Spider Man look like in that universe? What is you know? What are the other What do the other Marvel superheroes look like in that universe? One hundred percent. Like I like a Renaissance Leonardo da Vinci Iron Man would be so much fun. Oh man, yes, yes, it would be. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but he has to have wings because he ha- doesn't have jets, you right? Know? So you he have has to, to think have some in kind terms of, of like the technology at the time. <laughs> yeah, so he's got these like wings that unfold or whatever. Like that'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, no, that yeah, that sounds amazing. I would love to see the rest of that. And apparently, that character was that version of Vulture was created for this movie. That's not from like a comic oh, or anything that exists. Really? So yeah, that's cool. So yeah, that's, that's such a cool, fun. neat idea. Um, yeah, I thought that I sequence that. was great. Um, yeah, I thought that was really, 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 really dope. Um, all right, Miles. Uh, we get Miles here. He's back. He's doing his thing. He's now a little older. He's gone through like a growth spurt, so he's a little bit bigger now. Um, what is everybody his... keeps talking about it? Yeah, everybody keeps mentioning it for some reason. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess the, I mean, well, the, one of the themes of this movie is like Miles, uh, kind of outgrowing 
just being Brooklyn's uh, 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 friendly neighborhood Spider-Man and want to see, right. wanting to see more of the world and you know wanting to leave home and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I, I like every time uh, we're with Miles and his mom in particular, but his dad as well. Um, but every time we're with Miles and his mom, I think those scenes are just like magic. Like the performances mm-hmm. in those scenes, the the animation, like every tender moment he has with his mom, I'm like, this is like. This is good top level shit going on right now. You know, oh, what I it's mean? good relational writing, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like really it's good. all just yanking on heartstrings yeah. and taking you back to being a kid yep. and being like, oh man. Yeah, it's real good. Um Yeah, uh what's the first uh the, I think the first scene we see with Miles is him in the spots first interaction, right? Yeah, it's him just going around Brooklyn, hanging out, being your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, and then the spots trying to rob an ATM. Yeah, and he's obviously not very good at it. He hasn't figured out how to use his spots well at all. Um, and which is I like the relationship with the bodega guy. Yes. Like he just comes in, and he's like, "What do I owe you for the patty?" And he's just like, "He's like, get rid of this guy, and it's free." Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I I thought the spot um, was very well done in this movie. Um, uh, in, in terms mm-hmm. of like the setup and the payoff, I didn't think that this was going to be the main villain of the movie. Um, I, I, I had no, no idea. I thought he was just going to kick his butt real quick. Yes, and then be on his way. Yeah. Um, and I love that the movie kind of plays with that um, with that notion. He's like, no, I'm going to be more than that, and I, I love that as a motivation. Um, I'm going to be your main villain. Yeah, I'm going to be your nemesis. Side, that's the villain of the week. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to destroy everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that as a motivation. Um, yeah, I love that it's a character from the last movie, from the the bagel hitting the guy, like, like that, yeah. like that's so so cool, oh, man. <laughs> when they revealed it, I watched the movie with a bunch of like very like we're talking high school aged Spider Man fans, mm-hmm. like the entire row behind me was Spider Man. Like I had to at one point turn around and was like, guys, it was just me and this row of kids. I was like, guys, super excited that you're excited about this movie. Can we please keep the talking down to a minimum? I was like, I have a podcast. I have to concentrate on this. Like, that's so cool. Like, we'll be quiet. We'll be quiet. I was like, all right, cool. I was like, I'm having just as much fun as you are. I was like, I just need to concentrate. And every time you guys like talk about stuff about his Jordans and stuff, I was like, it distracts. I was like, <laughs> I'm not trying to like, I was like, I'm not trying to rain on your parade. I was like, have as much fun as you want. But if we could keep the talking to like after the movie, that'd be fantastic. They're like, oh yeah, no problem, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice of them. <laughs> I know. I, well, it's because like when his roommate was wearing his Jordans, they were like, "Oh, he's wearing his Jays," and they're just yelling at the screen. And I was like, "I was like, I can't, I can't concentrate if this is gonna happen." <laughs> like, I gotta, I gotta. <laughs> it was just one of those. Like, but yeah, it was nice. Once we got it, once I got the kids to settle down, yeah. it was a wonderful experience. Like everybody was just like, "Wow!" And then when they found out when it was the guy that got hit in the face with the bagel, whole row was like, "No way!" Like lost it. It was so good. That's awesome. Yeah, that that's awesome. I love I love when sequels reward you for watching the first movie uh, in, a, yes. in a way that doesn't feel ham fisted and obvious. No, and yeah, th- this movie is uh, great for that. Um, yeah. So, what do you think of the spot as a villain, just kind of in general? Uh, Jason Schwartzman did a great job with the voice. Yeah. I love the fact that he's constantly talking and jabbering away. Yes, like no matter what, like. It's just that frenetic. Schwartzman does that really well. Mm-hmm. Just that nervous energy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like a perfect. Foil. I, he's a perfect foil for Spider-Man too, because that like that's what Spider-Man does. <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man just doesn't stop talking yeah. either. Um, yeah, exactly. Like I love that. Um, I thought that it was it was awesome to watch him. Like they didn't really do it. His character didn't really go on an arc. Really, no. He was just like. 
I'm a bad guy. Mm. And then he was like, I'm going to be an even bigger bad guy. And then he was like, now I'm the ultimate bad guy. And yeah. I, I was like, all right, cool. Um, maybe we'll get more in the next movie. Yeah, I think so. Um, but um, but no, I thought it was, I thought he played really well. I liked the fact that it, he, the stakes felt real. Yes. Um, Which the stakes to me felt is real. the most important part. Yes, the, the the stakes felt real and they feel personal to Miles. Like he's not trying to destroy the world. He's not trying to like destroy the multiverse. He's just trying to make Miles's life as miserable as his. And I I think that like is amazing. Like I think that's like we want those kinds of stakes in a movie about Spider Man. You know what I mean? We don't mm-hmm. want Spider Man saving the world every week. You know what I mean? No, <laughs> we don't no, want no, that. No, no, no. <laughs> No, Spider-Man, it's why he's called your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yes. He's in your neighborhood. He's your, he's, he's your local guy, mm-hmm. you know? Like, Hell's Kitchen has Daredevil. Mm-hmm. You know, Brooklyn and Queens has Spider-Man. Yep. Like, you know, like, let's, there you go. Yep. Totally. Uh, Tony Stark's got Manhattan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the rest of the world. Yeah, exactly. Like, the Avengers are based out of New York. Yep. That's fine. Yep. <laughs> like, uh, they have a Doctor Strange. Yeah, they do have a Doctor Strange. <laughs> Um, let's see what else. What other characters we got? Oh, let's talk about um, the sort of the Spider Verse headquarters, Spider Man twenty ninety nine uh, uh, side of this movie. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, Miguel O'Hara. Yeah. So Miguel O'Hara, Spider Man twenty 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 ninety nine is uh, a part of basically what is like almost like the TVA of Spider Man. Uh, right. He's the head of a Spider-Man uh, coalition that goes around maintaining the Spider-Verse and maintaining uh, what are called canon events in this movie. Uh, every mm-hmm. Spider-Man has to endure the, the tragic loss of like some kind of family member uh uh, in their like storyline, in order for their universe to not unravel, and uh, so the the ult- I guess the the main thrust of what this movie becomes is Miles doesn't it, it, in Miles's universe. It's supposed to be his father because his father is getting promoted to a police captain, and it's a it's a canon event that the police captains in Marvel uh, or in Spider Man uh, stories tend to be killed. And it's going to be his dad, and he's like, I'm not going to allow that to happen just for the sake of potentially my universe may unravel. He's like, I'm not going to stand by and let people die. That's not what Spider-Man does. And so, and and Spider-Man 2099 and the rest of the Spider-Verse are trying to keep uh, Miles from getting back to his uh, home universe until his father uh, uh uh, is killed, and that's that's sort of the main thrust of this movie. Uh, the 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 second, I guess the big third, the th- big third act action sequence is uh, Peter escaping from the Spider-Man facility, being chased by mm-hmm. hundreds of spider people from across the universe, <laughs> which was awesome. <laughs> and it was great. It was great. So, what do you think about uh, the- Miguel O'Hara? I guess we can start there. Uh, I thought Oscar Isaac did a really good job. I think Miguel O'Hara comes off as a very interesting character. Yeah. Um. He's one that I would like to explore more. I remember when Spider-Man 2099 came out, debuted in the comics. When I was in the comic book shop, I saw that and was like, what is happening here? Mm-hmm. And um, read the first issue and then uh, just wasn't able to get a hold of Spider-Man comics again. Mm-hmm. Just because uh, anything deemed scary or evil was outlawed in my house. So I had to hide my comic books, <laughs> uh, my 90s stuff, yeah. the adult level stuff I had to hide. Um, uh, same thing with my punk stuff, like my punk CDs and everything like that. Anyway, um, 
But uh, but no, uh, I think Miguel O'Hara is a very interesting character. I think that his dedication, like he is responsible for the death of another world. Yeah. So he carries that weight with him because of his mistakes, because he hoped to circumvent and think and like because he wished for a life a better life for himself. Mm-hmm. How dare he? Like he, mm-hmm. you know, his entire world, like he killed an entire world and so he buries the he carries the weight of all that death on him and he doesn't want to see that happen so that's it's interesting to see him be so fundamentalist about the canon events mm-hmm. and being like these have to happen and i like the fact that because of his he starts out with everybody pretty much on his side being like yeah this has to happen but because he <sighs> won't stop and because he keeps getting more and more aggressive mm-hmm. with Miles and more and more problematic with how he's trying to stop Miles, it stops starts making people go, oh, maybe we're not doing the right thing. Yes. Um, and I like that conf- conflict in a character because Miguel O'Hara is a Spider-Man, so he, he, you want him to be the hero, but mm-hmm. he's not in this. Right. You know, he's not a hero in this. And... Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll end up turning it around when Spot, when he realizes Spot is the biggest threat to the multiverse, not uh, circumventing canon events. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I I liked what they did with the character. They added a surprising amount of depth. Yeah, uh, I, I agree more than what they more than what they could have. Yeah, um, I think it's a good place to talk about this. Um, I so I've listened to a few like a handful of podcasts about this, and um, I've noticed that. Um, the motivations of um, the spider people that are trying to stop Miles in this movie has it has been polarizing to like Spider-Man fans. Uh, where some uh, a lot of people uh, are upset or don't buy or like don't like the fact that like all of these sp- uh, they feel like the uh, the way it comes across is they feel like all of these Spider-Man uh, and Spider people um, and Spider dinosaurs. Uh, and spider cars and horses and horses. I love Peter parked car. I thought that was hilarious. Peter parked car made me <laughs> laugh so hard. Yeah, like the fact that he pulls up, goes beep beep, yeah. and Spider Man drop into it, and then I was like, oh, that I want to see the spider car There's universe. So, I'm gonna, I me too. I yeah. I am so. Is that the Spider Man for the Cars universe yeah. from Pixar? <laughs> I don't know if it's the Pixar uh, Cars universe. I hope it is. <laughs> I hope it is. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, what was I gonna say? I'm gonna have so much fun rewatching this movie oh, and just going frame by frame and looking at all the spider. Because I was seeing Spider-Man costumes and stuff from like when I from action figures that I had when I was a kid. Yes. I was like, oh, I remember that one, <laughs> like the white armored one, uh-huh. and like all this stuff. I'm like, I have no idea what they are. Yeah. But my childhood memories were unlocking like in droves. <laughs> so much so it made it almost distract. I was like, can we just? I don't need a movie right now. Just let me see the Spider-Man. Totally. Like, <laughs> um, or the Spider People. Excuse me. Totally. Uh, uh, yeah, so some people have had uh, issue, have taken issue with the idea that um, all these Spider-Men have basically devoted however much time and energy to basically maintaining this status quo notion of like, you know, your destiny is 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 laid out and you have to follow it and you have to like submit to it, even if that means innocent people are going to die. Right. And that a lot of people feel like that flies in the face of what it means to be Spider-Man. And um hmm. and it, and it's kind of a bummer watching every Spider-Man but Miles like uh embrace this ideology. 
and me as someone who's a, a Spider-Man fan, um, uh, 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 I will say, I, even though I love the character to death, I, I would consider myself a casual fan because I have not read every Spider-Man comic there is. Um, I haven't even read a That's lot of the I'm Spider-Man at. comics there are, uh, <laughs> but uh, I just love the idea of the character, and I've I, you know I've seen a lot of the animated stuff. I've read a few comics, and I've seen all the movies. That being said. Um, well, the thing is, his morals and ethics appeal to you as a human being. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. You know what I mean? And I, like, I had a conversation. I had a conversation with somebody recently, mm-hmm. um, and they were asking who, what Marvel hero I identify with. Not my favorite, but the one I identify with the most. Mm-hmm. And uh, I told them, and they immediately they're they're big nerd, like deep nerd Marvel, like even more so than me. Mm-hmm. Is they like they know canon, right? And. I told them who it was, and they were like, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I won't go into the depths of who it is and all that sure. stuff, but like, it's aside, you know, su- suffice to say, it's somebody that stands in with my mental health, and like, it kind of their power set yeah. kind of leads in with sort of what I'm dealing with with my therapy and everything like yeah. that. And So they were both just like, are, are you okay? But like, that's <laughs> the beautiful about thing about super, superheroes is that the ones that appeal to you are the ones that have the morals and ethics that you yourself would do if you had that superset mm-hmm. it's one of the reasons why uh i'm such a big fan of magneto mm-hmm. because yeah. i truthfully know myself very well mm-hmm. and if i all of a sudden had powers like that i'd be like oh guess who's bowing to no one <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, guess who has two thumbs and's not taking no for an answer <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> everyone's on my time now yeah <laughs> exactly um, uh, but that's the thing that's great about Spider-Man mm-hmm. is it's you know he's he's got the heart and the will and the drive and like he's got the optimism and he wants the world to be better even though it consistently shows him that it's not through the death of his family and the yes. you know the loss of his friends yes and like no matter what it is he still pushes on because you know with great power comes great responsibility yeah. we've heard it a thousand times but it's like he emulates that so well and and carries that weight so well it's like you can't help but love. Whatever version of Spider-Man you love, you can't help but love Spider-Man. Yes, uh, the fundamental. Yeah, the fundamental characteristic of that character is like because he everything about him made him quote on everything on paper about him makes him unqualified to be a hero. But he suddenly is mm-hmm. thrust into these powers, and his e- whole ethos is if I can be a hero, anybody can, and therefore like mm-hmm. everyone's worth saving. Everyone is worth like everyone is worth saving, and so. Uh, as a Spider-Man fan, while it does kind of like, I guess it can it can seem like a bummer that these uh, uh, Spider-Men have all embraced this sort of like, no, we have to let these people die ideology. I think that what this movie is setting up, and I think this the third move, this next movie, the third one that we get, I think is going to be a masterpiece, and it's going to be a movie that's going to make me weep because I really feel like they're setting up for Miles to be. There's so much, so much going on with his character because it's revealed in this movie. It's set up in the first movie, but is paid off and revealed in this movie that Miles was never supposed to be Spider-Man. The spider that bit him was supposed to bite a Peter Parker in a in uh, the Earth Forty Two. Instead, that you know, because of the Collider stuff that that was going on in Spider-Man in uh, Into the Spider-Verse, that spider from Forty Two ended up biting Miles, and he becomes Spider-Man. So he's like. Like if Sp- if the the premise of Spider Man is that he's someone unqualified to be a hero, but then has heroics thrust upon him, like 
he's the Spider-Man of all Spider-Men because he was not even supposed to be Spider-Man. You know what I mean? No. (laughs) Destiny didn't even want him to be Spider-Man, and yet he still carries the mantle Mm -hmm. of Spider-Man. Thus, I agree with you, thus making him the best Spider-Man. And that's something that I've always liked about Miles Morales, is that he, it's done differently. Like, don't get me wrong, I love Peter Parker. Peter Parker will always be my guy. Like, that's whatever was raised on. Mm -hmm. Pete's my dude. Yep. But Miles, when they introduced Miles, I was like, let's go. Yes. Like, let's do some fun stuff with this character. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's it's so, the thing about Miles is that Peter Parker is, <clears throat> he's a broad brush stroke. Like, you can fit pretty much anybody in the Peter Parker yes. uh, shoes, which, or, yes. or mask, or whatever, web shooters, or <laughs> whatever. But like, <laughs> tights, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. <laughs> you can put Peter pretty much Peter Parker in or Paviter Pambakar uh, or you know whatever, but you can. I, I think the when we go, we'll, I want to talk about when we go to Paviter's. Uh, oh, absolutely, universe. yeah, definitely in, in, get to in a minute, Spider-Man in a minute, India. not right now. Yeah. But what I was sure. going to say is, Peter Parker is painted with such a broad brushstroke that it's it's literally designed for every man to fill the shoes, right? Sure. And that's why yep. that's what I think appeals to people about Spider-Man is that it, and that's why Spider-Man is such a good, like, as you mentioned, it's such a good starter superhero for kids because it mm-hmm. teaches you that everybody can be a hero yeah. and that everybody's worth saving. And it doesn't matter like what you do. Like everybody can turn around and no matter what they've done, like you can rescue them and give them an extra chance mm-hmm. and maybe they'll take it, mm-hmm. but maybe they also won't. Mm-hmm. And maybe they'll keep taking the lizard serum and keep <laughs> causing problems. And then you need to just finally kick Doc Connor's ass one day. <laughs> yeah. And it sucks because he's your friend, yeah. but you just have to do it because <laughs> Because God damn it, five times is too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you mm-hmm. know, like. But that's the thing I like about Miles is that even if even when we start Peter in high school, we're still starting Peter Parker out in upper high school, mm-hmm. junior senior year. Miles is a kid that got it when he's fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's just a kid in Brooklyn. Yep. Who gets it when he's fourteen? Yeah. And has to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember. Does he have organic shooters or is he web? Um, they're web, they're web shooters. Yeah, they're yeah, web yeah. shooters. Okay, so he uh-huh. has cartridges and and, yes. and manual. Uh-huh. Okay, I couldn't remember if he was one of the naturals. Yeah, or no, not. no, he um, has uh, web shooters. Yeah, got yeah. it. Okay, but it's like, but yeah, just even though he got bit by this guy, he just happens to be smart enough to like be able to make a suit and make the web shooters mm-hmm. and like figure it out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he's very much more than even Peter Parker. So he's much more of a DIY. Yes pull yourself up by your own bootstraps kind of character and mm-hmm. i really appreciate that about him yeah um yeah because i i think what the trajectory we're on with this character is like he's going to be the uh, uh, in the similar way that like i honestly neo is in the matrix i think they're setting up miles to be the you know uh for the lack of a better comparison the christ-like figure who the reminds one. all of these spider-men who have um, for good reason, and, and, and have have decided to follow this charismatic sort of um, leader guy who has uh, convinced them that they need to allow certain people to die. I think Peter. I think Miles is going to be the Christ-like figure that reminds them what Spider-Man truly is. And I think this right. the third movie is going to culminate with um, all of these uh, Spider-Men being like, "Hey, Miguel, we're not cool with this, man. Like, we're yeah. you know we're not gonna like." We're not going to stand by and let people die. Um, we're going to figure out. We're Spider-Man. We're geniuses, and we care about people. And when you combine those things together, we can figure out a way to save people. And I think that that's going to be sort of what this movie culminates as. Um, 
and somehow the spot will, you know, that will, uh, you know, it, I think there's no, it's no coincidence we have a multiversal tra- uh, traversing villain. I think that's going to play into it as well. But I really think Miles mm-hmm. is being set up to be like the, the the best of them all and the one who inspires them all to remember what makes Spider-Man great. And I think we're uh, we're all going to be crying at the end of the third movie. <laughs> oh, I'm I was crying during this. Yeah, movie. exactly. <laughs> Like, so I know the next movie is going to be even more emotional, so I'm just going to have to hydrate up properly Um, before I go see it. Let's talk about, um, let's talk about Spider-Man India. Let's talk about Mumbatton. Um, Yeah, let's talk about it. What'd you think of that sequence? I loved it. Mm -hmm. That was so much, it's so, so much energy in that sequence. Uh So much energy, so much fun. Karen Sony crushed it. Yes. Like with that character, yes. just with his, he nailed just the the Peter, like he nailed the Spider-Man jabbering away, uh-huh. kind of like, you know, nervous energy talking, mm-hmm. you know, thing. But like also it was fun. It was cool. I would like to see an entire movie based 100%. in that universe. Yep. Um, you know, I it was it was awesome, and I love that they used that as the canon event universe, mm-hmm. as opposed to bringing it back to like a different universe, like right. to Miles's or something like that. You know, it was nice that they used a different Spider-Man to launch that out and to get us more. You know, the the thing is that was great about this movie is they gave us just enough of the Spider Verse mm-hmm. to where it's like like junkie dealers, like you want more. Yeah, there's still so much know? of the Spider Verse we haven't seen. Um, mm. like, and I'm, I'm so excited for that. Like we could get tons more in the next movie. Like, yeah, I think there's a, uh, there's so many, like you could take, there's like so many characters in this movie where I just want to see, like, let's go off and follow them for a movie. You know what I mean? Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Hobie. Yes. Paviter, uh, jeez. Uh, the T-Rex Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll take, what's I'll up take with it. that? <laughs> I'll take that. That's, yeah, I'll take exactly. a movie based on that. Uh, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, there's so many. The Western Spider-Man? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Weird, the, but all right. The Cowboy Spider-Man guy? <laughs> yeah, the Cowboy Spider-Man was great. Like, why does your horse have a mask? Yeah. Because I can't see his face. Yeah. I love that uh, when uh, when they're chasing Peter, he's like, <laughs> draw your weapon on one, two, and then Peter just shoots him in the face with webs, and he's like, you didn't wait till three. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, man, those rules don't apply here. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's a fight, dude. Yeah, exactly. There is no honor. Yeah, exactly. There's no such thing as a. There's no such thing as fighting dirty when you're actually fighting for your life. Yeah. Um, oh man. Yeah, dude. Good stuff. Dude, it was so good. Everything was awesome in this. The color, the animation style, swapping back and forth, mm-hmm. the constant setting. I love that each character had its own style and that it didn't change when they went to the different universe. Obviously, echoing something from the first movie. Um, man, it was great. It, it was. This movie was was paced well, mm-hmm. it was energetic, it was thoughtfully and lovingly crafted, and should we I mention think it uh, elevated I think it elevated mm-hmm. not only animated movies in general, yep. but just film as a whole. Hundred percent. Uh I think this is stu- <laughs> this is superhero storytelling on the highest levels and it's mm-hmm. just great. Um, what did you think of? Let's this is one of those I look at everybody else and I go, take note. This is yeah, what exactly. We you should from be writing. You Sorry, should be but writing. you did this to yourself. <laughs> yeah, you did this to yourself. So now we expect this. Like yeah. this is the level of competency that we expect from you now. And mm-hmm. if you don't deliver, ooh, are you gonna lose some money? Yes, you are. Um, let's talk about some of the cameos. Some of the more interesting cameos. Let's do it. Um, uh, one that jumps out to me: Donald Glover's in this movie um, yep. as play, you know, in continuing this pod. Yep, continuing his role as uh, the Prowler that was set up in, I think that was, 
was that in one Amazing of the Spider-Man, Spider-Man movies or was it an MCU movie? Uh, I can't remember if it was Spider-Man or an MCU movie. It was a Tom Holland movie. One. It might have been Civil War. I think it. Mm, no, it wasn't Civil War. Give me okay. a second. I'll find out. All right. Yeah, because uh, so he, basically uh, the cameo. I'll outline it while you're looking that up. Uh, there's yeah, a yeah. sequence where they're in the like the Spider-Man headquarters in the 2099 Earth, and uh, uh, it's like a future prison with a bunch of Spider-Man villains who have crossed into different universes, and they're in a holding cell until they can be sent home. And one of the Prowlers that we see is, of course, Donald Glover uh, in a Prowler costume without the mask on. Um, and he's sitting there and has a couple comedy beats. And it was I thought that was really cool um, that they put him in there. Um, Spider-Man Homecoming. Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay, great. Yep. Um, yeah, so that was yep. um, the Donald Glover cameo. That's really cool. Um, what else? What other cameo? I mean, there's so many in that sequence alone of just like villains. Well, they show like they show Andrew Garfield. They show Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield. Maguire's Spider-Man. Um, they show Tobey uh, Maguire's um, Uncle Ben um, and Andrew Uncle Garfield's ben. Uncle Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do they, I mean, there's so much in this movie. Um, oh, I spotted gosh. the, uh, the Spider-Man from the, uh, Insomniac video game from like the first one. Yes, that was dude. In there. Yep. 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 When they run by, he's all like, oh, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thought that was really fun. Um, just the nods to all these little, like, just these little things, mm-hmm. you know, that if you're a fan, you just know, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I saw one of the uh, original PlayStation Spider-Mans, yep. like, in the back. Yep. Like, I was like, oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That, that oh, Man, all the video game stuff, I'm so glad that that was in there. Um, what did you think of uh, Andy Samberg as, um, oh, uh, as Ben oh, Riley? Ben Riley? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at my well-defined musculature. Yeah. He was so good. I've got you trapped. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I'm brooding. A disturbance oh, in the alley. Was... I'm gonna go check yeah, it out. No. Now I'm in the alley. <laughs> <laughs> I love the part where he's like, he's like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. oh that memory was particularly harrowing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was perfect for that role, dude. Yeah, he was great. I love Ben Riley's Scarlet Spider yeah. Man. Like, it's I love that character. It's fun uh-huh. too. But Andy Samberg was a great choice. Yeah, he was a great choice to for that. that to play that. <laughs> I, yeah, I loved that. I loved when uh, when uh, posing, perfect pose. Yeah, exactly, perfect <laughs> pose. <laughs> so good, man. Even when this movie got like intense, uh-huh. they still found ways to make you like to lighten the mood just a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, but not in a way that cheapened the experience of the film. Yes, I agree. I think the unsung heroes of this movie, uh, in, in this movie in particular, because they, they carry a lot of the dramatic weight of this movie, is the parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, yeah, um, yeah uh, Rio, Rio they do Morales. do a lot of emotional lifting. Oh, yes. Uh, the mother, Rio Morales, and the father, Jeff Morales, or, yeah, they do, uh, they do so much in this. Um, like, uh, Brian Tyree Williams uh, plays, Brian Tyree Henry, Henry, sorry, Brian yep. Tyree Henry, Henry plays the mom, or plays the father. Who plays the mom again? Luna Lauren Velez. Okay. And she's from Dexter, right? Isn't that who that I is? I believe she yes, she is. So she's in Dexter. Yeah. She plays one of the she plays one of the main cops in Dexter. Uh-huh. Uh she plays excuse me. Lieutenant Maria La Guerta. Yes. Um yeah. She's, she's so great. great in this. Uh Brian Tyree Henry is so great in this. Um He's always good. They yeah, they they're just so good, man. Like they they're uh have you seen uh have you seen Bullet Train? Did you watch that? 
I did watch Bullet Train. Yeah, Brian Tyree Henry's great in that too. I mean, it, so much fun. It, Tangerine and Lemon. Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed that movie a lot more than I expected. I wasn't sure to. that movie. I did too. I wasn't sure where it was going at times, mm-hmm. but I was like, but I was still enjoying yeah, it. You know, 100%. Joey King did an amazing job in that mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, uh, she she killed it. I really movie. loved what's his name in the movie. Um, uh, 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 Aaron Taylor Johnson. I thought he was really good. Aaron in it. Taylor Johnson was awesome. Yeah, I, that movie was just really well done. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that was great. But that's not the movie. We're that's talking not the movie about. we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the parents I think in this movie do such a good job. I love uh, 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 Gwen Stacy's dad in this. I thought the voice actor did a great mm-hmm. job in this. I thought he was really. Uh, good. That was uh, I love him. That was Shay Wiggum. Oh, uh, what is he in? Um, He's been in Boardwalk Empire. Okay. He plays Nucky Thompson, uh, Steve Buscemi's brother. Okay. Who's a sheriff and then goes into business with him at one point. He's in, let's see, so he is in, he's in Perry Mason too. He's in The Gray Man. Oh, yeah, I like this guy. He's in F9. The F9, the Fast Saga? The Fast Saga, yes. No, yeah, he's great. He's great. Um, I'm looking at him now. Yeah, this guy's really great. Uh, He's a good actor. He's a joker. Vice, he's great. Yeah, he's awesome. Anytime he shows up, I'm like, all right, cool. And I wasn't sure if that was his voice, but when he started talking, I was like, I think, mm-hmm. I think that's Shea Wiggum. Yeah. Well, uh, Rachel Dratch is the like the teacher, like the uh, guidance counselor. Yeah, the guidance counselor. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> she was great. Issa Rae did a good job. Oh, as yeah. Jessica. Like everybody just crushed it. Like, uh, yeah, everybody showed up. Oscar Isaac did a great job. Everybody showed up, dude. Oh, uh, what's his name from New Girl? Is back as Peter B. Parker. He was great. Oh, Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson was great. so good. Um, Dude, he needs to do more like animated stuff. Like his, his voice, voice is, great. is perfect for animated. Yeah, he's great. Um, I love, I love his sort of Peter, uh, Peter B. Parker, the dad, and I love Mayday Parker, and I loved all that. I thought all of that was fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I, I thoroughly love this movie. It was cool to see his home universe where he's with uh, Mary Jane and all that. I thought that was really uh-huh. cool. Um. Yep. Yeah, man. I, I thought that was awesome. I thought I loved every part of this. Let's talk about. Um, uh, I guess we can talk about the ending here and how that all culminates. So yeah, we'll wrap it up with that. Yeah, where we leave off is the Perfect. the spot has been going around to different universes and absorbing their um, uh, collider, their hadron collider energy, and like making himself into just like a giant spot, <laughs> uh, like interdimensional portal. So he's now fully mm-hmm. powered. Um, Peter, uh, so excuse me. Miles escapes 20, 2099 by um, getting using the machine that sends people back to their home universes. He uses that and gets sent back to what he thinks is his home universe. It ends up being revealed he's been sent to Earth forty two, where the spider that bit him is from. And in that universe, there is no Spider Man, and so New York is a hellscape. Uh- <laughs> just open fires. Yeah, exactly. Just, just open things pit are just fires burning. in the distance. <laughs> yeah. Constant sirens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it is New York, but constant sirens even for New York. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and basically he's uh, he he uh, has a scene with his mom uh, that is play. This all is played exceptionally like exceptionally well. Uh, Gwen. Oh, the twist at the yes. end! It like it it punches you straight. You're like, oh, because the no. way this unfolds is like Peter's or excuse me, Miles. I keep calling Peter. Miles is having a conversation with his mom about you know basically he's about to reveal to her that he's spider-man but he doesn't know that they're in a universe without spider-man because he says i'm spider-man she's like who well who's spider-man yeah so there's no Mm spider-man and then he meets his uncle yep his uncle's like hey let's go yeah still alive hey let's go they have a little moment and so his uncle's like hey let's go check it out and then all of a sudden 
he gets knocked out. Yes. And he was knocked and out. wakes up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell us? Tied to a punching bag. Yep. And he's talking to his uncle. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to negotiate with him that he doesn't have to be the prowler. And that's when his uncle says, I'm not. And that's when we meet Earth 42 Miles Morales as the prowler. Yep. Uh, and in that moment, I was like, oh, we're taking big swings for next movie. Yes, we are. Like, um, yes, we are. I Yes, I, I am very excited to see how this plays out. Um, it, it's going to be really cool. Um, it's going to be really dope. Uh, I, I cannot wait to explore more of Earth 42 and see that and see what their world is like. Um, yeah, I think uh, it's going to be good. I think that Miles will ultimately probably be recruited to the team somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, to help take down the spot. Um, yeah, I think this is going to be really good. I think this is a perfect setup for the next movie. Um, yeah, I think we're literally going to get Miles get to see Miles confront himself and 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 ask some of the bigger questions of himself and like really question his motives and and why he does what he does as Spider Man and kind of have to come to grips with with decisions and things like that. Uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to this. Um, yeah, there's really not much more I can say without just heaping I more know. praise on it, you know? <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's literally just, at this point, it's just going to become a feedback loop, yeah. loop of you being like, this was awesome. And like, yeah, and this was awesome. And you're like, yeah, and this was awesome. Yes, exactly. Um, cool. Uh, you have- Which is kind of what the podcast is anyway at this yeah, point. Yeah, it, it totally is. <laughs> <laughs> we don't really have a very many dissenting opinions, and I've often thought if we should start asking guests that don't necessarily like these movies as much to at least have some sort of other perspective, so it's not just you and me being like, I'm so glad we agree with each other all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Um, definitely. Uh, we got we got to f- scour the the planet and find someone who hated this movie. <laughs> the one person who hated this movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I could go to the old bar I used to work at. They used to basically like dog on me all the time for talking about Marvel stuff, and I'm like, well, just because you didn't read it, mm-hmm. like. That's, yeah, um, dude. Um, yeah, you got any, any yeah. anything else you want to touch on uh, with this? No, nah, man, get out of here? I'm stoked for the sequel, cool. and I need it to come sooner rather than later. Yeah, and I don't um, think we'll have to wait too long because I think it's the no. sequel supposed to come out in March. So yeah, I think they made it back to back, so we're getting boom boom. Yeah. So we'll be done then. Um, yeah, I thought it was amazing. I uh, Joaquim Dos Santos, the director. Yeah. Uh, let's give him more to do. Kudos. Yeah, this movie is a, 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 an achievement, uh, to say the least. Uh, yeah, man. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. The directors were Joaquin Dos Santos, Kemp Powers, yeah. and Justin K. Thompson. Mm-hmm. So either one of those or combined <laughs> yeah. together, let's give them more to do as a team or separately. Let's find out where the magic is and make that happen more. 100%. All right. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, let's get on out of here. Uh, Derek, people can find you online? You can. Okay, great. <laughs> you can find me at Asan the <laughs> DJ. You can find episodes of this podcast and more at Weekly Regular. Derek, thanks again so much for joining me, and we will see y'all next week. Mm-hmm.